hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of our Face to Face, a primetime show here at 8 uh, in the evening on uh, at least Eastern time uh, here on Tuesday, what is it, September the 19th right now. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Make sure I point in the right direction. Uh, David, we're coming off a, a great weekend at Newcastle Motorsports Park for the Race Road Tax U.S. Trophy Final. That was a fantastic weekend of competition. Great numbers there. Take that event times it by four plus for the entries for the one we're talking about today. This is a big show. Uh, this is the face-to-face. You guys still have the outlap, outlap coming, the actual preview podcast next week. But we're just over a week away from getting rolling for the Cup Carts North America Grand National 7. This has uh, kind of dominated the four-cycle headlines for the last month, month and a half. Numbers breed numbers breed numbers. This race is going to be massive back at Newcastle Motorsports Park. I think I should start by apologizing to uh, Mr. Stephen Vermeer, uh, thinking that this event we're going to take a couple years to get <laughs> to a 500 mark. I was wrong. I apologize. So I wanted to start the show that way. This is uh, it's completely insane, to be honest. I mean, when you, I mean, just just the amount of entries that we continue to to, to check in every day. You wake up, we go to eCarding News, and then I go cupcarts.com. And I'm checking, I'm checking, <laughs> checking numbers, checking yeah, numbers, yeah. you know, it's just, um, it's really insane. And it goes to show that the, the, the platform that they've been able to produce uh, over these years and the actual event itself is just phenomenal. So uh, just a lot to look forward to. And like you said, we're going to get more into the specifics in terms of drivers and classes and the outlap. This is kind of more the overall uh, overview of the event itself. Because somehow we were able to get one of the busiest guys in motorsports right now, Greg Jasperson from CKNA, to join us here tonight. We're going to bring him, bring him in here soon. Remember, this is going to be an interactive show. If you're on here and you have any questions you want to throw at Greg and haven't been able to get him because he's not answering the phone or not getting back to you, this is a perfect <laughs> opportunity. We have him pinned down yeah. uh, here on, on EK and YouTube and Facebook. So, uh, listen, David, the bottom line here is we'll bring Greg in in a second. This is this is like an, if you build it, they will come kind of a thing, right? The concept early was let's have a race just for Briggs 206. Let's make it the one big special race of the year. And then year on year growth, momentum, numbers, breed numbers, people coming out. And it's just, again, this is, we all knew there was going to be more growth this year after one of a great, a great run last year. I don't, I think it's probably blown everybody out of the water right now. It certainly has, you know, it, you know, you look at 385 was the number we counted in terms of those that qualified, um, and then they surpassed it. And then now it's almost gone up by, I think it's, it was 482 this morning. So almost a hundred more than last year, which is, you know, it, a third of, you know, almost a quarter over. It's just amazing. The amount of growth. And we're, we're so we're kind of in it. And that's, I think the one thing Thursday is we're going to get more of an understanding. Where is everybody coming from? Where have they been? And, yeah. and that, because there's a lot of racers who have been looking at this race and just haven't been able to do it. There's a lot of a lot more regional racers that are now taking part in, in the divisional programs that that CKNA have been hosting. Maybe it's just more people from the club level are looking at this and be like, this is my runoffs. This is the one race I got to do yeah. before we end the year. And I'll save up the money to do it. Right. I'm going to travel from California, from Texas, from Florida. You know, this is that bucket list race every year, like a runoffs where you run your region all year long and then you go to that one big race. It's it's you know, you go back to some of the massive the big ICAF Grand Nationals back in the day when it was one week during the, you know, the summer where everybody came to wherever it was, you know, uh, whatever region it was you were coming to. This has become that, that deal 
for Briggs 206 races. And the cool thing is there are other races. Have been, Spring Nationals, big numbers as well, right? All the all, all the programs they have right now, all the divisionals that they have that they've built up that are growing. And that the divisionals build it too, right? I think as well, David. Yeah, that's that's where I, I was talking with, with a little bit of growth there. So you're getting drivers that are moving from the club level to the divisionals that they have. And they, they, so they experience cup cards for the first time, maybe this year, especially with the new Northeast program, uh, the expansion up in the Canada division, obviously South went all the way to Biloxi, uh, Mississippi. So it's spanning East coast, almost into Texas, uh, you know, just a little bit further away from Texas. Um, so yeah, it's reaching a lot more people, uh, in 2023. So that's where I think we're seeing a lot of the numbers, but I really think it's just and you got a lot of national names that race two cycle racing side as well too. It's just a lot, yeah, exactly. And uh, you got a lot of <laughs> Kiwis coming. New Zealand. We keep we keep banging on uh, Scott Skitchy Barnes to be I part of this way. event. You know, yeah. we're we're trying to get Bermuda as part of it. We've had a bunch of Bermuda drivers come and and, and race here, but we need the headliner uh, Scott Skitchy Barnes to come and do this race because he's too chicken to come <laughs> lose a bet to me, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Canada, New Zealand, USA. There's there are probably going to be some uh, drivers from Mexico, possibly. Um, you know, who knows what we're getting? Uh, you know, we haven't really broken down that the the number of countries. I know uh, Mr. Warren's probably watching the show, and he can give us all the all the facts and figures from Race Select. Uh, but we'll dive into that probably in our outlet. Well, let's get to the man of the hour. Let's bring in Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America here. We've talked to him many times year on year. We've known Greg for a couple of decades now and in great. Greg Jasperson, first off, thank you for joining us, taking some time out of a, of a Tuesday night. I know that we're a week away. You guys will be, you know, you guys will be trackside pretty soon. But first off, just thank you so much for taking the time to join us. No, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm sorry I couldn't do it sooner. Uh, just been uh, running around a little bit trying to get stuff put together for the race. Can we just ask you straight up your thoughts on this like uh, landslide, if you will, uh, onslaught of so many entries coming in? You know, I mean, I, I, I think you guys hit it right on the head. We all, you know, we all owe Steve an apology. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, year two, he told me we would get this to 500. And I kind of chuckled and I was like, yeah, there's just no way. I was like, not only is there not enough racers, but there's there's not enough time in a weekend. There's not, you know, just physically impossible. And, you know, we keep uh, apparently pushing that boundary. And, you know, I'm, we, we can obviously handle 500 in this format. Uh, we can actually go a little bit beyond that with yeah. uh, the way that we set everything up. So um, it'd be great to hit that number this year, but a number is just a number. I mean, what we're worried about is putting on a great event. And I think uh, based on the number of racers we have, I think we're going to be able to do that. So uh, where do we go from here, Dave? Where do you want to start? Like, is, is, the, is the first, like, again, if you have any questions for Greg, throw it out there. Do we start with, hey, you know, what, when was there, when, when was the the discussion? How, when did you guys start the discussion of, hey, do we get to this side? Because let's talk about the fact you guys cap, cap the classes. I think that was a, obviously a big thing. That was a big move for you guys. How are we going to make, keep, how are we going to keep growing this, but then having the place to stretch out from, right? So I love the idea. It was, it was it three or four classes that you guys decided to cap? That you wouldn't uh, I think we're at four is what we ended up with. Four um, capped or four open? Uh, uh, hold on here. Uh, my brain's a little fried. Well, so, you guys uh, first said three. Speak on, yeah, you first that's said correct. three. So, yep. Yep. We and first then, said three. Um, and then we adjusted it to four. Um, and basically, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll fully admit that was a, a mistake on me. One of my Excel formulas for time uh, skipped an hour. <laughs> and um, 
after we put the announcement out there and I was doing something else, I kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye and realized we missed an entire hour one day. So um, that adjustment was able to get us back up to four. So, yeah, but it's four classes that we're uh, doing the, the 106 entries on. So, again, that's, that's for me, that's the crazy part. Just just those four classes, if you get them all to the cap, you know, you're looking at 424. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just with those four classes. Whether or not we're going to hit those caps, no, four classes, it doesn't matter. Is that something you guys have said? Like, let's say, that, was that a discussion from last year? Hey, man, the growth is good. We look really good this year. We closed on 400. Were you guys talking about options and when did you start talking about options if you had to do that class caps has been a conversation between steve and myself for probably five years now oh wow okay um this is something that we have tried our absolute hardest not to have to do um if for no other reason we don't want to ever think we left something on the table and weren't, weren't able to put as big of an event on as possible um but as the reality sets in of trying to make sure that we can do the event properly and give everybody what you know the quality event they deserve. Uh, we we came to realize pretty quickly here that what we were looking at this year, we were going to have to make an adjustment. So, um, and, and unfortunately, the downside to running this event this time of year that we do is you can't go much past six o'clock at Newcastle. That's the key. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's obviously options there, which everybody can imagine what we could do with that. So um, there, there's definitely options on the table for the future for what we can do to try to mitigate this. Um, you know, if we can get 150 people to enter in one class. We'll come up with a format to make it work, but we got to make sure we can do it properly. And yeah. that's we're, we we need to get ahead of that next year to make sure we can if if we're able to continue growing. Well, class structure is part of that because this year you you split sportsmen up into essentially two divisions. You got cadet and sportsmen. Let's just kind of quick talk about the cadet program because that was part of the uh, the twenty twenty three pre uh, season. What's been the feedback and from those racers and the parents and the families that are involved in sportsman cadet? Has it been a a, a good success, a, a a right move in the right direction for the program? Yeah, I think the general the general consensus is it was the right thing to do. Um, there were a couple of folks that you know. I don't want to say got caught out by it, but um, you know they were probably right on the edge of being able to go one way or the other, and they kind of felt like they were either being forced to move up early or getting held back one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can never make everybody happy, right. but um, the racing's been a lot better. The racing's been a lot safer, um, and we're able to focus more on the kids, on the youth. You know, it gives when I'm able to go to the track, it gives me the time to actually go and talk to some of the drivers if I see something. Just say, hey, you know, try to coach them up a little bit. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we are trying to help these kids become better race car drivers. And right. the, the more time we can spend with them, the better. And the, and and the big, the, the, just, just that, just the, the whole 8 to 13 was such a big window for yeah. that sportsman category. You're talking about a kid that could be six years of racing that class, like a five years racing that class with somebody who's brand new at eight years of age. I, I like that call because it just, as long as the numbers can support it, it's going to be really good. The overall experience will be better. Yeah, I mean, and divisionally, it can get tough a little bit sometimes. You know, some of the divisions, you don't have as much support for one or the other. Um, and like in Canada, we didn't even, you know, it's a slightly different class structure up there just with what they already have existing. So we weren't able to completely copy paste everything up there. But um, like I said, at the end of the day, I, I, it definitely made for safer racing. I think the kids became better drivers as well because there were just more of them concentrated around the similar skill groups. Um, so they were able to learn more. Yeah, and you look at the numbers that are entered for those programs, you're at 27 for cadet and 35 for sportsmen. So te technically, all of them are going to race main events on Sunday. So that's kind of a good thing. We don't even have to run an LCQ for, for those categories as, as of right now. <laughs> oh, trust me. If, if we can avoid having to tell some kids that they're not able to uh, 
you know, ra- racing the feature at their at their biggest race of the year. Um, I'm all for it. Right. Let's have a look at the schedule right now. That's obviously one of the things that, that's going to be key when you make a move like this and you start having big numbers come in. What does the schedule look like? How are we going to approach things this year? So, I mean, it's actually going to be relatively simple um, and similar to last year. Uh, Thursdays and before rounds of practice, it's going to be a structured practice. Um, obviously, the folks at Newcastle really help us out with that. I don't bring in all of my staff on Thursday, but I bring in a fair amount of them uh, to help officiate because we do officiate practice just like any other race where if there's excessive contact, anything crazy going out on track, you can earn yourself a penalty in, on Thursday practice for the rest of the weekend. So uh, we do expect everybody to you know behave during that. But we'll have four rounds of practice on Thursday. Then Friday, we uh, just do a final warm-up. Um, a lot of people like to call that happy hour, even though that's a phrase or term that we've never used. But we use that practice session to kind of set up a qualifying grid. Um, we did go through and split. We have, well, let me working on the fly here. We've got... <laughs> I love this. This is perfect. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built engines for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Super Nats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Super National events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 
to put mega power in your corner. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. While you, while you, while you, work, while you work, I was going to bring in a couple of shout-outs here. Alex Williams says, best series in the country. Talking about the sportsman class. Megan Old says, split made a, made a lot to a lot of people. Dan, uh, Jason Danetti loved that decision. Ma- Megan can't count. She's staff. That's true. <laughs> I will hide that. But yeah, Noah Stark, best decision ever. So just I wanted to throw that out there. Obviously, you know, great stuff. Let's go back to the schedule. Yeah, so even though we've only got nine classes, we have 19 qualifying flights. So what that means is that we split everybody up. We're trying to minimize no more than 30 carts on track at a time for qualifying. Uh, Newcastle's big, but it's not big enough to run 80 carts at a time sure. for a qualifying scenario. So uh, truly, Saturday, half the day is going to be qualifying. So it's going to be a warm-up, whole bunch of qualifying, uh, and then we will actually complete the entire first round of racing this year um, on Friday. Okay. Then Saturday uh, is probably our... You know, even though it's going to have the most racing in it, it'll probably be the most laid back day just because it's got the least amount of heats other than obviously Sunday. But, you know, warm up again in the morning and then two rounds of heats. Every group will run twice. Uh, Sunday, we're going to start right away in the morning with LCQs. So any of the drivers who did not make the cut and those cuts will get announced late on Saturday. So people have to watch our Facebook and our social media for it. But um, we'll get all those lineups posted. If you didn't make the cut, you're going to show up at 8 a.m. for a warm up and then everyone's going to do a 10 lap LCQ. Uh, we'll take the top, don't know how many yet, depending on the numbers, drivers uh, out of the LCQs, and they'll get dumped right back into the main program. Warm-ups for the main program will start at 10 a.m., so those guys will get to sleep in for a little bit. Yes. And then, um, <laughs> wait, 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 you think you're making it? We're not in the LCQ races. Well, I I can, uh, if, I get, if I'm in the senior heavy LCQ, I might as well just go to the race and not even do the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Rock Island, right? It'll be like Rock Island. That's so funny. I was actually going to write on the bottom of my Yeti and, and take a couple drinks. You know, I'm faster than David Cole and see if he oh. caught it, but I, I barely got here in time. So just so you know, there's I'll... lots of those Yetis out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the features on Sunday right now, we're looking like we'll start give or take around 1130. Um, they're long features, you know, just like last year. And we do a little bit of a run up in between each race, do some driver interviews, do an on-track lineup. So it's a little bit of a slower process. Um, hopefully we will be done racing on Sunday by five 30, barring any, uh, incidents or anything that we have to adjust for, you know, and I'll say this, it's interesting people will, will have two sides of the LC, the LCQ thing. It's, you know, you don't make the main and you're disappointed. You didn't make the main, but you got a chance to run a race after your heat race, right? So that LCQ is kind of your de facto main event, but it, it just lays that really cool thing for a major event that you do make the main, right? It's, it's yeah. some people are going to go there hoping to make the main because the level of competition is so high. I know that I know what I ran the WKA uh, dirt world championships and I made the main and I still have the bumper sticker because I was so happy that I made the main out of whatever 80 guys there was in the class. I think that's a really cool thing that, that, that people are going to push. I didn't make the main last year. I really want to make the main this year. I, I think that's a good dynamic, a good little extra addition to the event of this, of this stature now. Well, you know, and that's one of those things I don't think sprint karting, you know, has really ever had to experience. Um, where pretty much every other former racing does where, I mean, they're, uh, you know, at a big event at the end of the weekend, there's a cut that you have to make to be able yeah. to make, even make the show. Um, you know, I know in a lot of the circle track stuff, that's that you live and die just by making the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, not saying we want that to be the dynamic all the time, but you're, you're right. I think it, it, it adds something, you know, For this a one? bit of a deal to make it. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Uh, do you want to talk? Like, we don't okay, Dave, you go. So yeah, you didn't you didn't say how many are going to transfer I into saw, the main yeah, events yeah. <laughs> or how many are going to start the main events. Is that still a to be determined type scenario right now that you guys are working on? Game time I mean, decision. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, I've got my plans, and you know, Rick Folks and I work hand in hand on that stuff. Um, and you know, the reason we never put that in print is because you know. God forbid we have an odd situation, something changes at the track. You know, we do need to be able to change on the fly. Obviously, our goal is going to be to put as many of the people out on the track as possible. I mean, there's nothing like telling Mike Adams that you ran a bigger race on his own track than he did. So, I mean, anytime we can do that, we're going to try to. Um, so you're starting 90. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually called him the day before we announced cast claps and I was, I, to get clarification on what the largest number of go-karts on that track ever was before, uh, just to make sure I didn't want to roll those dice. But um, right. nah. <laughs> I, I thought better of it. The cut line for senior heavies right in front of where David Cole finishes the heat races. Well, that could be possible just so we have something to talk about for the next nine or 11 months. Yeah, but then I got to get up, then I got to get it early and drag his butt into the track in the morning for that warm up. What if Sunday. what if I win the LCQ? Then you guys got to talk about me on the on the broadcast. That's true. Yeah, we will have to. That's <laughs> we will have to. <laughs> wow. Not that um, I want to win the LCQ, but the uh, the track itself is not really a discussion point because we're doing the same thing we did last year. What was uh, was there motivation behind that? Was it just a known quantity? Yeah, I think the known quantity is the big okay. thing, um, especially I, I always get nervous. And obviously we run a lot of races now. I've when we started this, I refused to hold an event at a track I hadn't driven before. Um, obviously, that's become a little bit harder to do. Um, been to Newcastle plenty of times, but the couple other layouts that I have, I have not personally driven, nor have I seen a big event ran on. Um, I actually did have another layout in mind for this year. I was not able to go down there and test it with enough time to make sure we had all the pieces in place. Uh, so that's going to be in my pocket for next year. Um, I've already talked to Mike. We're going to work on a weekend that I can get down there and uh, not necessarily have the track to myself, but at least, you know, probably actually have a couple people out there so I can race with them. I mean, there's two <laughs> test drivers right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this has been a great track. We've ran, I think, three different track layouts for the Grand so far. Um, this has been the most popular. This one has provided excellent racing. Um, and this one gives us a few little extra things we can do too, as far as with video coverage, um, you know, staffing, things like that. This was, this was the one that we felt the most comfortable with. And logistics as well too, because as you, you know, the, the, the grid area is probably one of the hardest areas to kind of navigate because there's just so many people getting up there and getting ready for it. if you were to run reverse, you'd have to lay out a whole different scenario. And so I think logistically with the amount of numbers that are coming this year compared to last year, I think it works to go with what, what you guys have already done and known. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd never say never to much of anything these days, but um, I can't imagine us trying to run this event at Newcastle backwards. Um, yeah. I, I've not ran a race there backwards myself, but um, just from what I have seen, I think at, a, a, at this size, I just think it'd be very difficult. Again, folks, Greg Jasperson joining us here from CKNA. If you have any questions regarding the Grand Nationals coming up uh, next week, feel free to throw them on the comments, and we'll bring those to the, uh, the notice of Greg. Uh, do we take the time right now maybe to look a little bit about how things went CKNA-wise this year? Obviously, Greg, the, the growth, the amount of interest in this event, you have to go back and look at the continuing growth and st stability an extension of your of your divisional programs, right? You know, you've got you've got the South and the North, which you've had for many 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 years. You've got the Canadian uh, program really rocking, so I'm sure there's going to be a big Canadian contingent coming down. Then, of course, you guys rolled into the Northeast this year as well. So, uh, 
overall, let's just look back at, at those at those divisional programs. They're pretty happy with every, the way everything went this year. Yeah, I am. And it was kind of a weird deal. I was trying to pull it up real quick. So I'm sorry. I keep looking off to the side here. Um, we uh, we encountered a unique thing we've never encountered before, but the numbers got better as the year went on. Um, <laughs> right. Never had that happen before. Okay. Um, I, I was actually, I don't, you know, concern cool. might be as strong, but I was trying to figure it out. It was like, wow, our numbers are really down. You know, obviously there's economic issues, cost of gas, stuff like that. Well, especially, um, I think, in the Northeast, because you guys said, I think the Pittsburgh event was the biggest one of the year. I think maybe it was the last one, and not a lot of people had been there in four-cycle racing in a long time. I think it, that might have possibly helped, and Kershaw, people haven't gone to a lot. And, of course, Goodwood, you know, that's like the mecca of Ontario karting, right? <laughs> yep, and then you got Whiteland. You know, White, we were probably yep. one of the first big events at Whiteland since they did the, you know, redesign yep. of the facility, which came out phenomenally. Looks so um, good there. Yeah. So, so some of it's a little bit of dumb luck, maybe, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, divisionally it was great. I mean, Northeast exceeded my expectations. To be honest with you, we we get it all the time. I get five emails a week about why don't you run a division here? Why don't you run a division here? Um, you know, and they were right. <laughs> good. so yeah northeast has been great we've got a lot of good contacts out there with people in that community in that area that are going to help us continue that growth um you know obviously you know with tony uh tim hannon you know we had some really really strong help in making that happen because if we would have had to run that whole deal with our existing staff we could have not done it um it's no secret i don't go to every race anymore because i just can't you know i have a real uh, full-time job that you know have to do so having these people in place that were able to manage the event and keep up the standards and the integrity that, you know, we, we, we've tried to strive for, um, was great. So yeah, no, I couldn't be happier with the way the divisions worked out this year. You're going to drop that in Dave or you want me to drop that? Uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be a CKNA West from Alex Williams? No. Ever? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I've probably said five times already, I never, I, I will never say never to, very many things. Um, I can tell you right now, it's not happening next year. Okay. So um, there's no plans on the table right now for us to add another division next year. Uh, what we do to grow and improve the event um, or the series next year is going to be more about what we can do for the racers at the event. Yeah. Well, like again, grow, stabilize, improve, grow, right? Like <laughs> you, you can take some time because obviously you, know, you grew into Canada uh, with Gerald Casey and the crew, you grow with, with Tim Han and the crew in the, in the Northeast. Now's the time to really kind of hunker down and stabilize, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunities we have to do things not only better on our end, but do more for our racers that come to the events, both at the track and away. Um, and I think my personal opinion, one of the things we've probably let slip a little bit is some of the, you know, driver profiles and, you know, some of that stuff that we just started getting back to this year. That's been really well received. So you know, I think next year we really want to focus more on, you know, what we can do to help these drivers get sponsors, what we can help these drivers do to grow in their own racing careers, um, as well as have them make, have them have more fun at the track. Um, you know, do some fun cookouts and things like that. That unfortunately takes some time to plan. That yeah. you know, um, might take us away from adding some events next year, but I, that's okay. We want to make sure that everyone who's come to the races has a good time. Can we lock anything in, you know, spring nationals again next year? What's the plans for the winter? Are those things that we have to kind of table till after the grants? Yeah, let's please, table. Please, that. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I almost right. told you not to ask me that before we went on. but I knew you wouldn't ask. listen to me, so. I'll <laughs> ask. But it's a neat, listen, not, there's not a soul out there that's not going to understand if you say, hey, I'm going to take a month off after the grants and then we'll discuss. 
So yeah. I I think I've said that every year and it's never happened. Yeah, um, except the one year my wife made me go on vacation afterwards. Um, no, we um, I'd say about half the schedule is established right now. Um, it's all pretty well penciled in. Um, there's a couple discussions on we, we're we're trying to space things out a little bit more for people. Okay. Um, unintentionally, when you know, but when you have three divisions, not only for our staff but for some of the racers that actually try to race a lot of the divisions. We had three races in a row sometimes. Um, and then now my tech staff is also getting hired by other series or other one-off events <laughs> where they're going to work in those. So then they're on the road for sometimes even five weeks in a row. So um, trying to make sure we don't burn people out, not just the racers, but also uh, our staff. So we're trying to take our time and make sure we get it right. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parallel. For more information, head to ParallelUSA.com. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Let's go back to the uh, Grand Nationals again next weekend, number seven, which is great. Uh, can we talk about uh, where are we? Like last year was what? Uh, how, how, what do we numbers? What for awards, prizes, sponsors? Let's let's talk about the event, some of the cool factors of what's happening next weekend. Yeah, so I mean, you know, one of the things that we do every year at our divisionals or at our national is we do all the divisional awards. Um, we've, you know. Years past, other other programs that have done big big national with multi divisions has um, had an awards banquet that they made everybody go to. 
Um, and we might have to do that someday, but at this point, we're still trying to make sure that, you know, we assume everybody's coming to Grand, so if we do it there, then they don't have to, you know, book extra flights, take an extra weekend off. So um, four divisions this year will be getting their awards at Grand Nationals. So we actually had to split it into two days. Um, so we'll do two of the divisions on, I believe, uh, Thursday night, and then two of the divisions on Friday night. So we're going to have a ton of prizes and awards that a lot of our sponsors kicked in for um, that we're going to give away to, depending on the number of entries, top three, top five in each class. And we're actually going to announce all those ahead of time. So uh, when the supplemental rules come out, hopefully tomorrow night, uh, there will actually be a page, two pages in there that list out exactly who is getting recognized at the award ceremony. So if they're going to be there, they don't miss it. Um, you know, and then, you know, we're going to try to give away, I think so far we've got 15,000 or so, give or take dollars worth of door prizes secured um, that are going to be just raffled off, um, raffled or uh, for the top five in each class um, at grants. So, and I can tell you every year, the week of the amount of stuff that shows up at the track that I didn't know was coming because either I forgot <laughs> that the sponsors <laughs> promised uh, a lot of the time forgot stuff that I ordered. Um, but we, we always have a pretty good prize spread uh, with this many racers. Obviously I can't say everybody's going to win something, <laughs> but uh, we, we try to make sure we get prizes people want and try to give as many people away as we can. But at the same time, we have a limited amount of time to give it all away. So let's talk about the sponsors that make this happen. The industry's really stepped up uh, behind this for, for the last couple of years, really from the get go, to be honest, let's, uh, let's give you an opportunity to just kind of roll out the sponsors you want to, to talk about the people that make this race happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, We'd probably need two hours to cover all the sponsors. Um, you know, I, I it sounds like a line. I really don't look at what other companies are sponsoring, what other series. I'd be shocked if there's another series that has notably more sponsors than we do. Um, and some of them step up huge. Some, some of them are small companies that just step up where they can. But we, we want to be, you know, we want all those people to be involved. So, I mean, obviously, you got the obvious ones, Briggs and Stratton. They've been a part of us for years. Um, Vega Tires is a huge sponsor. You know, this is a tire that they helped develop for us um, that helped us grow because, you know, I think this tire has been a big part of what's made this series work. So, uh, you know, we can't thank them enough. RLV has been around for, I think, since the first year. Um, they've been the qualifying sponsor every year. We do a little bit more and a little bit more with them. Um, you know, EK Chains has sponsored every division uh, for three years now. So they've been the presenting sponsor for every division, uh, which is huge. They give away, I think I got four cases of chain this year wow. or something like that. I mean, I, yeah, I'd be shocked how, if there are too many people that didn't get a chain at one event, if they came to multiple events, because uh, we just give away a ton of the stuff, but that's all stuff racers need. And that's, that's how we try to use our sponsorship dollars. Um, you know, but we've, I mean, I can go through all of them. I mean, we got EK chain, Max Torque, NSCW. Uh, Parent and Automotive, CKT, Coyote, CRG. Uh, we picked up a couple new sponsors that uh, literally called up for Grand Nationals and said, hey, we, we, we love what you're doing. We see where it's going. We want to be a part of it. We want to help. Um, CNR, which I believe is Invader Carts, uh, yep. they called me up. They wanted to jump in. Uh, and they've been racing Grands with us for years. Um, they're great guys. Just never really even, I never even thought about going after them for a sponsor. Old, old Nelson I, Racing. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's not what I do. I don't, I, you know, the sponsors usually come to us. So, um, uh, Baron Racing Team. Uh, the Baron family's been racing carts for probably longer than any of us have been doing it. <laughs> and, um, you know, had a few really long, really interesting conversations with those guys. Um, and they've got a lot of really interesting ideas and things, um, and they wanted to support and help too. Um, MGM Chassis, of course, steps up every year to help us with the big races. Um, 
Paul and April can't go to all the races, all the divisionals, but they really do step up and help me at the nationals. I mean, they're they're a big part of how Spring Nats even happens. Uh, they go, you know, for for Newcastle, I'll be there on Tuesday to get start getting stuff prepped and everything. I can't do that every time for every event. Uh, so Paul and April actually, since they live in Charlotte, they take a couple of days off of what they're doing and they go and start getting all the prep work done at Charlotte for me. Because, that is awesome. You know, and that's just one of those when you're putting a big event on like that. That's that you need that help. So. Um, the cool thing with Canada too, we've got a lot of new companies that are coming out of Canada that are sponsoring us that are stepping up, not only just to support the stuff in Canada, but, you know, support us nationally as well. Um, you know, we have ISM Card Sport, Nonstop Lozier, KDM Racing, PSL, uh, HM Propella, SM Motorsports, SH Karting, CF Karting, uh, e-karting parts, uh, and then blackcircles.ca, which is uh, basically the Canadian tire rack. Yep. Uh, yep. They, they joined us as another one of our really big companies it's a non-carding and you know non-carding company and they're now the presenting sponsor for the canadian division so um you know we're now starting to attract some of these national non-carding even to some extent non-motorsports related sponsors you know part city auto parts i mean these are big national chains that see the value in not only what we're doing but in our racers because they've a lot of these companies realize racers are loyal customers if if, if a company supports their hobby that, you know, when it comes time to make a purchase, they're going to go there first. That's it. That's it. So, uh, how much sleep are you going to get between now and then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're a week away. <laughs> I crawled into bed. No kidding. At, uh, five ten yesterday. Um, realized I, you know, ordering some banners and some flags and stuff like that. Um, realized that my art cutoff was, noon the next day and i had to be at work at nine so i was like well that's not gonna happen so Ugh. um but that's you know what it's part of the game i don't you know people who've known me for a long time know i barely sleep anyways and that was really only an hour past my bed normal bedtime anyways so um i usually take a little power nap on the couch and then jump back on the computer and get some work done so wow. um no and you know what it, it i i actually have to say too we've had so much help getting this stuff done this year um the biggest time consuming part is getting, you know, obviously you have your staff and stuff like that, but I've got Rick to help me with that and Megan to help me with that. You know, the, the biggest part of this is getting all the prizes organized, um, getting, making sure not only for the race itself, but this is our big divisional awards ceremony. That, that means a lot to me. Um, you know, these are people that have supported us throughout the years. You know, they've supported our business to try to help them put on these events. So I try to put a lot of effort into it. Um, this year for all the divisional prizes every single item is customized so every prize a person gets is going to have their name on it their number on it something um that takes a lot of effort to do um thankfully uh cam concepts uh who's a company we all know especially in the rock island communities um you know he stepped up huge um i don't think he's slept either um <laughs> I've been texting each other at two three in the morning sending proofs and pictures back and forth wow you know, he's bringing a, he just texted me today. He had to go borrow a 20 foot trailer to get, start get stuff loaded up into because he could fit it all in his normal one. Um, so, okay. you no, know, I mean, but even company, you know, EBS, um, EBS, uh, does a lot of racing gear, uh, more motocross stuff, but they have some really awesome gear bags and we've given away their neck braces and stuff before. Um, they've been wanting to sponsor us for years. And quite frankly, I keep dropping the ball on it. I just don't return the phone call when he's available. And then we get halfway through the season and we say, we'll do it next year. Um, I called them up in a little bit of a panic because wasn't able to get something I needed. They literally sent us two pallets of stuff within 48 hours so we could start getting the embroidery done. I was just no, going to say, I, I need a gear bag. So I'm going to go on. <laughs> no, I'm going to order one. 
Yeah. EVS. I'm going to go order one from EVS. 100%. Yeah, no, they, awesome. the, the guys at EVS have been awesome to us. Um, you know, and that's a, you know, and, and those are relationships that we've met through, you know, like, you know, the guys at EK Chain and Target Distributing, you know, they're, they're a distributor for EVS, you know, and they kind of linked us up together and said, you know, this is, this is a good, good business relationship for both ends. So here's a couple, we got a couple questions to have some fun with then. Here's the sure. first one Chris Carroll. How about optional neck brace for seniors at Grands? Come on, Chris. <laughs> this is what we're going to worry about. No. Okay. Super long story short. And I think Rob can probably, or eh, maybe David. Probably not. I don't remember which. I don't know. So I have a habit of ending up on my head at races. No. Um, there's probably, if Dave Max watching, he'll probably try to find a way to post the picture he keeps of me in his wallet with <laughs> well, my. I GoPro do remember that one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I spent a lot of time at chiropractors and stuff like that afterwards. And I was told with no uncertain terms that I would have been had permanent damage if I wouldn't have had that neck brace on. And that's just stuck with me. I've talked to plenty of doctors and physicians, everything over the years and said, you know, there, there's certain circumstances. It's better one way, better than the other. Um, I just prefer it and it's my series. So that's what we're going to do. You know what else helps your neck when you flip the go-kart not being as heavy. What do we have to talk about to get the, 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 the masters, the masters weight knocked down from all weights. No, not just masters, all weights. We, I, 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 we need to get with as many carts as are going to be there this, this year. I, I, I just got to step up. I'll, I got to do it. And I got to mark down all the people who have weight on their carts and, and find the, the median or find the average because it's just, you, you know, Rock Island, we're there together. I know we didn't talk a lot of shop. We had a good time just as friends there. It was good. But walking up and down that grid for, for that, you know, for the King of the Rock, everybody had 20 pounds on or more. And it's and it, and to run 390. And it's just kind of insane. I think we got the senior weights. I mean, maybe we could drop 10 pounds here or there, but but I just, I think 390 pounds for, for, for Briggs and Stratton carting is just insane. I really, I think if we, if we go through the actual data of it all, I think it's too high. So that's my speed. You know, it's, it, it, it's tough. Um, I can it tell is. you, we do, a, we do a weight study every year. Yeah. Um, yes. Our series. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching. He is Noah. Yeah. Um, no, we, we do, we do a weight study every year. Um, and you can never make everybody happy. Right. Now at a race like Grands, you could have 18 different weight divisions and have full fields in each one and it would work. Yeah. We got to try to dial that into a divisional program. So um, finding a way to make sure that, you know, we, we can't include everybody. We got to try to include as many people as possible. Um, I can tell you that there's plenty of guys that don't have a lead on to run heavy. Um, but at the same time, I can tell you that I've got guys that are running 20 extra pounds in a heavier class because they think their go-kart works better. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it, uh, you're, you're never going to make everybody happy. There's a lot of crazy people in the sport. Though, <laughs> and we have to admit that. I, I, you know, my, again, my reasoning, I don't care about putting weight on. That's not a problem. I just look at it as a safety issue. And because a lot of times our corner, some of the drivers can't even lift their own carts. And, and if we're trying to move carts out of the way, that's becoming the biggest issue. And, and that's one of the things we noticed. That I had noticed at Rock Island, at least myself, but I've noticed it at other events as well, too, that, you know, these and a lot of these driver drivers are, are a little bit prima donna and won't touch their cart. So then they were all well, that's a whole other issue. And that's a whole nother issue. I get it. But when you have one corner worker trying to lift up a cart and get it out of the way, it just 
it, it, it's almost, it's just like a, it's a lead sled sometimes. And that's, that's what overall on the sport, I think we need to look at that. So we just like to pick on you because you can take it. This is a support Greg show. Yeah. Yes. Beat on Greg show. We can do that oh, later. Hey. That could be let's January. Hey, I got to get ready for grands. I'm probably going to have a line. That's true. Let's, let's, thicken, let's thicken I mean, that skin up for you. That's what I should do. I should hold a booth. Of lower weights now booth at your hands. <laughs> we'll get convince everybody me, to sign up. Otherwise, <laughs> well, I think we just call it the David Cole complains booth. There we go. There I, go I'm listening. Bring it on. I listen. <laughs> I love. It. I love it. that one. That'll be the cooler next to where we're pitted at. <laughs> there you go. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margate Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. So, Greg, let's Greg, let's wrap this thing up in in a good way. Uh, and I always like this. You roll in, you say Tuesday, we Tuesday, right? Yeah, be there? Uh, tu- yeah, Tuesday afternoon, I believe. Tell me what it feels like, because uh, you know I've worked a number of Indianapolis 500s, and when you go there early, like at four or five in the morning, six in the morning, and people start coming in. You feel the buzz start coming up to you know one o'clock or to, to noon when the race gets ready to roll. What's it like for you rolling in on on uh, on Tuesday and seeing the trailers start to come in and to feel the excitement? Is it uh, is it dread or is it man? This is going to be so cool. Or a bit of you know, <laughs> you know. It, honestly, I don't. And maybe it's different for people. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't hit me until the event's done. Until it's um, done. Yeah, it's the weird is the second I get my feet on the ground, it's just my brain explodes with the millions of things. Yep, blinders is the best way to put it. Um, you know, it's funny. My wife always complains that she sees me. You know, everyone says how busy I am at Grant, and she's like, "You're just standing there. You're just watching everything." As they call it, <laughs> waiting for the next, you know, the next shoe to drop. Um, but the last, definitely last year, but even the last year before, there was a moment of relief that just hits you on Sunday after you got the awards done. 
you got everybody for the most part out of there and you're sitting down with the staff and all of a sudden it just hits you. Yeah. And then, then it's, oh my God, what did we just do? And then usually you two walk in about 20 minutes after that. Um, maybe a few drinks in maybe, and start bench racing what we're going to do to make next year better. And then my break is then over and we start planning the next Grand Nationals. Maybe, yeah. So, Megan says Sunday night equals relief until David and Rob come in. And, and like, listen, we can't be the only people that are excited about it at the end and say, next year is going to be so much better even. That's good. Yeah, oh. no, I mean, and honestly, you know, we've got some some awesome plans for next year that, um, quite frankly, I wanted to do this year. And just from time and energy and manpower, we just weren't able to do. Um, I, I can commit to everybody that if, if the racers want to keep supporting this event, we can keep handling it and we can keep growing it and we can make this the greatest karting event there is. Steve's on board. Yep. <laughs> I do well, wanna... He won't let me quit. So I know <laughs> we're not, none of us are going to let you quit. I do want to bring this up real quick because I know I celebrated birthday last Friday. It was awesome. Shout out to both you and Steve, the dynamic duo. Randy says he can't make it this year, but we'll watch on car chaser, but you guys both, both just celebrated birthdays, right? Yeah, our birthdays are one day apart. Yours, I didn't realize until this year, I think is the day af after mine. I'm the 15th. You're the 15th. Okay, I'm. you're the 15th, I'm the 16th, Steve's the 17th. Oh, that's um, awesome. That is yeah, awesome. Well, and that's, it explains a lot with you three. That's it. <laughs> it does. That's <laughs> this will explain to you what my Septembers are like, because obviously Septembers get ready for grands, but we've got Rock Island, which is a big part of my family. You know, so that's what starts September out every year. And oh yeah, September 1st is my wife's birthday every year. So we have to do, we have to do that with her birthday. Uh, seven days later is our anniversary. Eight days later is my birthday. And then it's, uh-oh, Grands is two weeks. <laughs> wow. That is big. That so is big. yeah, this is, that's why I, I'm probably always a little more stressed than I need to be, but um, you know what? It, it's worth it. We have, we, we've really got a good group of racers that follow us. Uh, it's cool at this event that we have a lot of people from other people, you know, people that aren't technically our racers that don't race with us maybe more than once or twice a year um, that come out and experience what this type of event is like. And yeah. it, it it is a unique deal and it's really cool. Steve uh, just reset the bar, by the way. <sighs> of course he did. 600? <laughs> 600? Steve, you're full of it. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he proved us all wrong, that's for sure. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we're essentially wrapped and ready to go. You've got a, another, what, six days, I guess. So you head out. Um, I don't know. Congra congratulations. I guess that's all I can say right now. Amazing. No, thank you. I mean, I, I, honestly, it, you know, without the staff and all that kind of stuff, but the support of the karting community, I mean, I, it is mind blowing that we have this many people coming from all over the country, the continent, now the world. Um, you know, it, it's, it's truly, truly, truly impressive just to see the amount of support and, that we get for this. And can we, can we just say how good this is for the sport as well? This is this is bringing people together. On any given weekend, there's, what, 10,000 racers, whatever, or more, ten to 15,000 carters all around the country that are racing away. Dirt, asphalt, road racing, whatever it may be, sprint, right? But this is, when you bring people together, like the Super Nats has done for 20-something years, that when you bring people together, two cycle guys, I, I, where there are two or six guys together, I just think it's huge for the sport. It's like that big, huge gathering of everybody who loves four cycle karting. Well, you know, and it's, you know, fun, I know we're almost out of time, but one of the funny stories that never out of time. That, 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 <laughs> so 
this shows you how much I always have my blinders on. I had no idea until last year that this chili cook-off that everyone's always talking about happens at Grand Nationals. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, so we're going to try to play that up a little bit more this year. I got to get back with those guys to make sure we get that stuff handled. But, you know, but the point I'm ma making is a lot of my friends I have through carding and stuff like that that are beyond my local area are guys that I met at Rocket because that was always my big event. That was yeah. my one big event of the year. Um, you know, and those are guys that are, have become friends for life that I talk to about. I, I have probably, most of them I don't even talk about racing to anymore. Um, that is what we're starting to build with this. And it's really, really cool that people are making lifelong friends and relationships, racing or not. Um, but it's really becoming a community event. And that's, that, that's a really neat deal to see. And you're reconvening at the Grand Nationals every year. You could be from California, from Canada, from wherever, Florida, and you end up reconvening at the Grand Nationals, which is amazing. David, anything for you to wrap up? Uh, are you cooking chili? I mean, do you got time? <laughs> <laughs> Crank over to can of stags. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it will. We'll try to find. I honestly would like to try to find time to swing over there. I will. I don't want to be one of the judges or anything like that, but I would love to go over there and just uh, to honestly even see it. I some of the stories I've heard about some of the stuff that happens in the pits at Grands. Um, Sounds like I've missed quite a few really good parties. So. <laughs> it's very similar to Rock Island, just at four times the size. <laughs> That's actually a little nerve wracking. And there's, no, and, there's, and there's no old time tap. There is no old time tap. There no. is no old time tap. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Mike Mike Adams would set you up for you. Oh yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. Very true. All right. Well, Craig, listen, we're going to let you get out of here. We thank you for taking 46 plus minutes out of your time. Uh, listen, man, we're, we're super excited to see you again as we get to, to Newcastle next week. Seventh running of the Grand Nationals, 480. What now, David? Where are we at? 482 this morning. 482 this morning. We're going to blast by 500. Hold on. I saw it up here somewhere. Oh, Wait, yeah. what? Did you see that? I forgot to I forgot to mention that. What's that? Ma oh, no. Megan, Megan Olds thinks 512. Oh, Steve, yeah. as yeah. we said, 600 proved me wrong. I don't know if it's gonna be this year, but that's so, pretty impressive. So go down and look. Go down and look at the second to last comment. This oh, is no, what do we got? Cheese balls. The movie. No, I'm sorry. One, one more up. <laughs> or you mean the bachelor party? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Michael Welsh is getting married the week after Grands. He thought yep. he was going to have to skip the race. Okay. Uh, they talked. I don't. I, I don't even want to say they talked his wife into it because I don't know the circumstances. But I helped. <laughs> they are having their bachelor party at Grand Nationals. Yes. So, I mean, that that's got to, that has to be a first for Cardin, right? Have we ever had a bachelor party at a race? Not, not uh, at no. this level. No. Well, well, what do you call it? The uh, remember the guys out in California at Lancaster came together with their tuxedo they suits. Did. Yes, yeah. they had tuxedo suits. That was pretty good with <laughs> Lewis. Um, Ethan Wilson, yeah. John Lewis, Jimmy, Jimmy the Kid. Kim kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty good. But yeah, <laughs> this, this one will. This one will take it to another level. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Pete, Pete says, come to the race. I can marry them. I'm ordained. So, so am I. I've got he is. You're ordained. Yeah, I, I married uh I married Gabby Chavez and his wife. Gabby. Oh. Yes, I've done a couple. Didn't you do Wheeler? No, you didn't do Wheelers. Yeah, I did Chris Wheeler's Pete, wedding too. Chris Wheeler as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> they ironically, both of them were in Indianapolis. They were both in Indianapolis, indeed. Yeah. So didn't say all right. booking is part of the thing, did you? I they, I was they told me I had to say booking part of the thing. <laughs> It was written in the script. It was fantastic, by the way. Uh, here's here's a good parting, and this is the best way to end it. Steve Ramirez says this is going to be epic. Yes, for sure, one hundred percent. We'd have Steve Ramirez on the show, but that would never happen. Actually, well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it that. 
I've set the stage with Steve. We'll have to probably plan out a little bit better than we usually do with our whole 10 minutes before. Let's, you know, yeah. but okay. I'm going to go over to his house. We'll set up a second computer. He has agreed to do one of these. Yes, I love, I love it. it. That's great news. Well, there you go, folks. We're done. Greg, thank you again so much, man. We appreciate it. Can't get wait to get down there. This is going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic event. 500 and something for sure. Uh, again, we take uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, man. Appreciate it. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, and um, we'll we'll see you in, I guess, six days. Six days. <laughs> six days. Six days. All right, All folks. Right. There he is, Greg Jasperson. Uh, David, this is going to be crazy, man. I love hearing it from the boy, the the horse's mouth, right? All the stuff that goes in in the in the. Uh, um, in, in the background, everything that happens, all the work that gets done, the 2.30 in the mornings, the 5 o'clock in the mornings, a, tr- a full 20-foot trailer to bring the trophies or more custom trophies to the event uh, for the for the, the divisional you know uh, award celebrations. Uh, it's just crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, that adds on. You know, he, he added a fourth divisional, so that adds to the amount of work that goes in because, again, he wants to make it a personal touch. He doesn't want to just, here you go. Yep. You know, so that it... When you're more personal that way, it takes more time and effort. So it, uh, obviously it, it takes a lot more uh, time to do that, especially at the biggest event of the year that you're hosting. So a lot goes into it, but uh, I think it's always appreciated by all the racers and the families. And of course, the sponsors, all their help that they provide. And, and of course, like he said, all the staff that uh, does does what they do. And um, I mean, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> crazy to think it's just just next week. That, I know, uh, I know. And so, it. yeah, so a big shout out to everybody that makes this thing happen. All of us yeah. roll in there in the morning. We work on our carts. We get out for practice and warm up. We go racing. And it's just there's so many people. Every lap around the racetrack, folks, give a wave to the corner workers out there all day long, right? Making sure you're safe, making people around you are safe. The tech people that take nothing but crap and BS the entire weekend. Uh, registration just, try, just <laughs> trying to make sure everybody's on the same level playing field people the red registration lining everybody up you name it you got it uh, that's what this race is all about gonna be a big one of course for briggs racers david cole versus rob howden finally gonna get that going again this could be the first time ever that david beats me in a- anything ever so we'll see if it happens this year i, I could beat you in basketball we i well, think we we've, we've, we're, we're talking about motorsports I mean, motorsports yeah <laughs> it's um yeah it's been since what the first time we were there 2019 that we raced each other uh, again at this racetrack and and in this uh, event. So um, you're 55 now, so the odds are in my favor. I mean, it certainly good. helps. Every year they're getting more into your favor, David. 100. Um, yeah. So the LSR crew and CRG Nordam, we're we're ready to go. We've done some testing. You haven't done any testing, no, so no, uh, I'm not knocking your team. Your team's a great team, Coyote and Brandon and Eddie and 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 John, all of them. Uh, you're going to be tough to beat, but you're old. So I, I don't care how much you've been working out. You're old. You should care how much I've been working out. This is going to be fun. Uh, and one, we'll cap it off with one last thing because we didn't really bring him up during the show when it comes to CKNA. Got to bring up Dave Mack. Uh-huh. Dave McIntyre, obviously the voice of Cup Carts North America. Good to have him and his energy back on the PA. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's working with uh, Tony Cirillo as well on the Car Chaser broadcast. So it's going to be a ton of fun, folks. Again, watch for the hashtag all weekend long. Hashtag beat David Cole. And we will be enjoying ourselves. Hashtag beat Rob Howden. <laughs> Hashtag beat rap out. I know again, it's not as popular. Again, but I have I have way too many enemies. <laughs> huge shout out to Greg Jasperson for coming to join us. Those, yeah. All those of you tuning in, thank you so much. Do us a favor. When you're done here, share this out. Let's get a bunch of people to see it. Whether you know the the live link on Facebook, whatever it may be, give that a share. Hey, if you missed this, check it out. This uh, is all about this great race is coming up next week. So again, that wraps things up, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. 
Bye for now.